Thursday, November 16th, having a conversation concerning today's headlines and real-life challenges. Stay with us as we apply a biblical worldview with gospel solutions to put the issues of today in perspective. I'm Tom Lamprecht. With me in the studio is author, pastor, conference speaker, and adjunct professor Harry Reeder. Harry, I want to take you today to a story that has been making the headlines the last several days. It's taking place in your backyard, the state of Alabama. It actually involves some people that you have relationships with. It's the story of Judge Roy Moore, who's running for the U.S. Senate. It's also the story of these women who have come forward saying that when Roy Moore was 32, when they were teenagers, he approached them and had relationships with them that were improper. Harry, for many evangelical Christians, it puts them in somewhat of a quandary. That is, do I vote for a man who espouses a Christian world and life view, who espouses Christian values, but yet there's this question mark next to his moral past? Or do I vote for someone who does not espouse Christian values in their political ideology, but yet seems to have a moral lifestyle. Tom, I have been inundated with people asking me about this. When I first came to Briarwood, a young man, 34 years old, on a Sunday afternoon, his heart exploded, he died. The resulting funeral, the sanctuary is filled with about 3,000 people from all over the world because of his reputation as a businessman. His partner stood up at the eulogy and said, there's two things you need to know. All of you are here because you esteem him as a businessman. What you don't know is why you esteemed him, perhaps. At least some of you don't. You esteem him because of his personal relationship with Christ, which leads me to number two. Whenever we had business decisions, it was never a discussion ultimately and finally about what would make the most money. He always looked at me and said, Let's do the next right thing. So to my evangelical friends and others who are looking on, what do I do now? How do I handle this? Well, you got to do the next right thing. Pastor, wasn't this a hit piece? Answer, yes, this was a hit piece. And the person that wrote it has said, I was paid to come and find dirt on Roy Moore. And yes, that paper has endorsed his opponent. It is undoubtedly a hit piece. But for us as believers, it can't simply be dismissed. We have to deal with the truthfulness of what is being said or not said. It can be a hit piece, but still make a difference if the hit piece is presenting something that is true statute of limitations would render it not a legal issue. This is a moral and now political issue that faces us. Pastor, what about you're innocent until proven guilty? Absolutely. Now, of course, that's in the courtroom that is to be established, but it is fair also in the court of public opinion. We are called biblically to give the judgment of charity. That is, we want to believe the best, but we have to deal with the issue. That doesn't mean to believe the best, you dismiss the allegations. It does mean that you want the best and you want to believe the best, but the issues have to be either adjudicated if it's legal or in this case have to be aired out since it is political. Well, then what are the choices? Well, I would say, first of all, the choices are with Judge Roy Moore and his team. And I have prayed not only for these women, but also for Judge Roy Moore and his team. And I have prayed for the voters of Alabama and will continue to do so. But the filters that I would use is Judge Roy Moore has got three choices before him. If these things are true, 
While as a believer, you can be forgiven of that, as a believer, you can actually be changed, and what would have been a vice in your life before Christ can actually become a strength in your life after Christ. But that does not mean that the consequences of previous behavior might mitigate against future decisions in your life. For instance, if you go and get drunk, and you have a car wreck, and you cut your arm off, and the next day you ask God to forgive you, yes, you're forgiven of your sin. Yes, you can be transformed and never drink again, but also you don't have an arm. And if sexual predatorial behavior is there and with a minor, then that, I would say, would cause a candidate for the Senate to recuse himself. That would be the next right thing to do. Well, what if it's not true? Then you have to fight it. And you have to fight it in a way that makes it clear. And if it is not true, then that will usually be manifested in both the confidence and the passion with which you fight it. That would bring me to the interview that was done on the Sean Hannity show. With most everybody else, it was less than satisfying in terms of the denials. They were much more Clintonian and much more parsed than it was passionate and clear and categorical. But on the other hand, he does deny that it ever happened. So what should he do? Well, then you've got to mount a defense that gives your voters confidence. If you can't, that leads you to a third decision. If they're not true and you cannot mount a defense for the sake of the state, for the sake of the Senate, for the sake of the future of the country, I would suggest that you have to withdraw and help the party in the state find a solution. There are a number of solutions being proposed, and I am not a political expert, so I'm not advising. I have been told that the governor could just maintain the appointment of Luther Strange, that the special election was not mandated. It was done out of response to the questions about the appointment from Governor Bentley of Luther Strange. But this present governor, I understand, could maintain the appointment. I understand could change the date of the election. All of that would be politically fraught with controversy, but that could be done. Or thirdly, the Republican Party could disavow the candidate. That would disavow the election and nullify it and or bring forth a write-in candidate for the state of Alabama. My decision as an evangelical, it is not framed simply by the political considerations. What's my political way out of this? That's a second decision. My first decision is what is the next right thing to do? The next right thing for me to do is to work through it and come to a personal conviction. Are these allegations true and, and where does this lead me? I may come to the conclusion that the allegations are not true. Well, then you're in the position of a Clarence Thomas who fought back and fought clearly and was able to mount a defense that disproved the claims of Anita Hill. And the result was we have had a wonderful Supreme Court justice because the allegations were untrue. So I have to make that decision. And if they're true and they have been denied as untrue, then that would further my inability to vote for the candidate because I want my candidate to be transparent and honest. Now, if they're untrue, and I believe they're untrue, then I've got another whole decision to make, and that comes down to two. They're untrue, and I'm going to vote for him. Or they are untrue, but I believe that I would encourage my candidate to step aside so that we can bring clarity to the race, and the race will not be about your past behavior, 
but about the positions and the platform of the candidates, and therefore your viability as a candidate and as a future senator has been compromised until these allegations can be dismissed, then I would encourage you to step aside and my vote will reflect what I would encourage you to do. Finally, as a believer, I am going to pray diligently, diligently for God's intervention providentially to protect the voters of Alabama in the senatorial context. As a believer, I am not going to become a pragmatist. Pastor, don't you see the Democrats? They surround their candidate and they defend them to the end. Well, my issue is not, am I a Democrat or a Republican? I'm a believer. And I have to do the next right thing. And I know whenever you have a candidate who embraces an ethical platform, then that candidate is going to come under ethical scrutiny. I can't simply be governed by quote-unquote party loyalty, even though that's not applicable to me personally. I would say to my friends, you have, first of all, an allegiance that governs every allegiance, and that's your allegiance with Christ. So in the Word of God and with thoughtfulness and prayer, do the next right thing. And Judge Moore, do the next right thing. And to the citizens of Alabama, I pray that God will do a glorious thing in our lives and in this wonderful state. Harry, we're out of time for today. On Friday's edition of Today in Perspective, I want to take you to a lightning round dealing with three different issues. One is the pro-life issue. One is an issue up in Canada where a Christian couple is taking legal action after their adoption application was denied because their belief in biblical sexuality. And we've got gender dysphoria and now racial dysphoria in the news. Four cases and three crucial insights. We'll do that on Friday's edition of Today in Perspective. As we close out, let me remind you to download the Briarwood app. It's yours free of charge. On this app, you'll find Christian resources that will challenge your walk in the Lord Jesus Christ. Simply go to your favorite app store, type in Briarwood PCA. Well, do join us again tomorrow, Friday, as we continue our conversation and as we apply a biblical worldview to put the issues of today in perspective.